Here's the situation. You find yourself on the game show Band on the Run. It's a game show that asks questions about fictional bands and songs in a speed round format. Oh, yeah. Thank God it's not about real songs. <laughs> no, okay. I, would, I wouldn't do that to you, <clears throat> I'm, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And this week's theme uh, is called The Bandmate's Tale. Yes. Uh, and Tale is spelled T-A-I-L, uh, unlike The Handmaid's Tale, which I guess this comes from, uh, which is T-A-L-E. Oh, yeah. Hadn't even thought of that. Handmaid's oh, Tale. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a thing? Uh, yeah, it okay. is. It, huh. It's going to uh, influence several of my uh, uh, situations. Okay. <clears throat> but not this first one, TJ. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'll get it started. As always, TJ hasn't heard the situations I'm giving him. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the ones he's giving me. It'll become evident in our answers that we have not yeah. had any time to prepare There's or no doubt about think that. them through. Or much education or really know what we're talking about on anything. So... TJ, yes, buddy. I want you, and you're going to get to use scratch paper on this one. Ooh, I love using my scratch yes. paper. All right, I'm ready. You are going to put together a perfect band, mm. okay? Uh, and I'm going to give you a bunch of different parts of this band, but you got a hundred units, okay? Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to. What we're going to do is, you know, in advance that you got a hundred units, okay. okay? So I'm just going to list each of the parts of the band that I'm including. You're gonna uh, you're gonna say how many units you would put on them, and then I'm gonna give you a time to go back and course correct and okay. say, okay, you know, I didn't even think about this, but I want to take some out and move some on. But we're gonna get your gut reaction and then how you mold. I, it. Okay. I wonder if I, if I my 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 situation could be too too much too desperately close to this okay. one that I have for you. <laughs> all right, we're putting together the perfect band. Yes. First of all, lead singer. You got 100 total units. Lead okay. singer. How many are you investing in your lead singer? Uh, 40. Wow. Okay. Next, guest vocalist. So people that will sometimes come on, add a little pizzazz to a track or two on an album. Mm, zero right now. Okay. Backup singers. Mm-hmm. And and these people can be the guitarists or whatever, but how good is the quality of the backup singing? Boy, you know, when it's good, it's great. Because uh, give me shelter and give me shelter without it. Um, but I'm only going to put 10 units there. 10 right units. Now. Lead guitar. Yeah, that's uh, that could be important, but not in the band that I want. Okay. Uh, 15. Uh, bass guitar. Yeah, I like my bass. 20. All right, how many units have we used so far? Oh, too many. Uh, <laughs> 60, 85. 85, okay. Uh, we got a few more things. We okay. got drums. Yeah. 15. 15. All right, so we're at 100. Yeah. Uh, uh, keys. Mm. Um, I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take 10 off of... Uh, you don't have to start doing that yet. Okay. You can you can just... How many j- jump out? 10. You? 10. Uh, horns. I love horns. Twenty. Uh songwriter. Person's gonna put you know, be able to write these yeah. songs that happen. Twenty. Okay. Uh <laughs> some I'm gonna call the pizzazz lady. This is just somebody that can play a bunch of different like instruments that maybe don't quite fit into sure. the other stuff we've talked about. Sure, nothing. Zero. And uh producer. Okay. Hmm. Uh man, that could make an enormous difference. But our stuff's going to be so damn good. Um, 15. 15. Yeah. You say are. Like, you kind of are the producer again? I don't know. <gasps> There's so, going to be very little production need to be, is going to be need to be done on some of this. It's going right. to be some raw soul music. 
So first question is, <laughs> yeah. how many units did you come up with there total? Oh, uh, 50, 65, 85, 100, 150, 165 units. 160, so we're going to have to get it down to 100. Yep. But before we do, anything I've missed, anything I didn't list that you want uh, that's important to the band, and this is just for the sound of the band, so I, I know that you, the technicians and the roadies and everybody are going to be very important, maybe a manager and all this other stuff could be important, yeah. but this is just about the sound. And, and perhaps the pizzazz lady could have could have covered this, but I might want additional percussion yeah that's what the possessed lady's all about <laughs> oh boy okay <laughs> well then i'm gonna give 10 to the pizzazz lady okay right. so you're at 175 ish uh and i'm thinking of her right now now as sheila e yeah great yeah all right so uh now i want you to spend a little bit of time uh on a quick hack of uh stuff that you need to lower i mean would you keep it all in about that same ratio um, I think so. I think the guest vocalist, I'm, I'm not, I, I've only got so many points and I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put any, any with, with the guest vocalist. Yeah. I'm going to take my lead singer down. What, what I, what I really want, what I really want is a phenomenal bass and drum action. So okay. I'm going to, I'm going to reapportion some of that. I gave 20 is, is on, is on my bass now. 15's on my, on my drummer. Um, I'm probably, I think I'm going to stick there. I'm gonna take my lead singer down to 15. Okay. Um, lead guitar is at 15. I'm gonna take it down to 10. My backup singers are at 10. I'm gonna take them down to five. Keys, keys. I'll take down to five. I love a good horn section. I'll take that down to 10. Songwriter, I'll take down to 10. Pizzazz Lady was at 10. I'm taking her down to five. The producer from taking her down from 15 to 10. Now I'm just gonna do a rough math and see where okay. I'm at. Where are you at? I'm at 20, 30, 40, 50, 65, 70, 80, 90, 105. Not bad. Not, not bad. too bad. Yeah. It's, and you, yeah you, we'll Those give are you easy shaves. We'll and give you that extra. I'll take my 10s down to 9s, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. 15 down to 14, and I'm in the neighborhood. Okay. So the highest you ever started with was a 40. Yeah. Right? You threw that out. <laughs> um, I want Now I want to talk about, uh, I'm going to come back to your band, but uh, this, this one's going to be a little bit of a long situation. I'm giving you some time to talk about bands. I know you love them. I don't know much about them. Uh, who is a 40 lead singer, right? If you're thinking out like in history, who who would be great enough to be a 40? Robert Plant. Okay. And now give me like a, uh, you ended up at a what, 15? Mm -hmm. What's a 15 looking like? Um, Michael Hutchins. I don't know. So who's... In excess. From? Okay. All right, so that's about what you got. Um, give me what would have been a but forty bass guitar. A forty, and that, maybe that's not even a thing. Maybe give me a give me a thirty bass guitar, like uh, really at the top, Bootsy at the Collins top. Okay, so what are you gonna get? You know, with your you're down to what a fifteen with your bass guitar. My bass is still a twenty. Twenty. Okay, so what are you getting for that twenty? Bootsy's kid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so I might be getting. Oh, you know who I, I might be getting is uh, I, uh, Carol Kay. I think her name's Carol Kay, who was the the bassist for uh, the Wrecking Crew, I believe. All right, so give me one or two bands in history that get close to the division you've just given, right? Because you've just kind of come up with your ideal band in your yeah. head, and when I, you think about a band or two that relatively close to that, what I what I think I've basically started to spread out around here is what I picture a. Uh, when I started off with the lead singer, I was like, "Man, you need a front person. You need you need someone out there. That's what you know. That's what does it." But then after then I started to form, get a more clear when I started to decide the kind of band that I wanted to form. Okay. So also like a lead singer, a forty lead singer would also be Otis Redding. So I was trying to balance that against like the kind of band that I want to make, which would be a soul band. But 
I, if I have Otis, then I don't have yeah. I don't have the points to put other but other you places. You don't even have a possessed lady. No, so so I wanted to basically form a band that was more almost like the Wrecking Crew or um, Booker T and the MGs who backed you know like all the great tracks from Stax or the great soul recordings um, from from uh, you know from from uh, Motown and you know and and stuff like that. So what I what I tried to put together almost was a tremendous backing yep. backing band that could live you know without without a show stopping lead singer. Yep. What do you think is the most controversial number you've got on there that the, most people would would disagree with you and move either way more or way less into it? Maybe lead guitar, okay. um, but I think you know if if I'm putting together rock roll band, then you know go ahead and give me Eddie Van Halen, and I'll put a thirty up at lead guitar. Okay. But that's not the kind of the the lead guitar for me can basically play rhythm. As far as you know, as far as the kind of band you've that actually I, got that twice as much invested in the bass guitar uh, guitarist as the lead guitarist. I want a beat, man. All I'm right. leaning on the beat. All right, yeah. I'm not. I'm not second guessing you. I'm just yeah. Pointed out, and that's why I have horns. Uh, you know, equal to like is the same number as songwriting and lead guitar here. But I want, I want, I want big horns in my right. band. I I would think one area of potential controversy could be. Are you underrating producing and songwriting Perhaps. in all of this? Like, is maybe that like a, a critical aspect of it? Perhaps, but um, also, um, and this and this is partly songwriting, but I think this is also partly from getting real good musicians together. If I get a beat, if I if I can get a hook, you know, or just like a driving, a nice driving rhythm, then that may come from my bass guy, and my drum guy, saying like, "What about this?" You know, and then the songwriting, especially with soul music, you can get away without like clever you know clever lyrics Smokey robinson um tighter tighter um i don't like you i'm just trying to think of anything but i love you i'm always thinking of you oh you treat me badly i love you madly you really got a hold on me is is not is not um intricate lyrically but it's a phenomenal 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 song right um and yes and i'm probably downplaying in some ways the producer because if 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 I wanted, if I need like a, if I want a really hands-on guy like Phil Spector to give me the wall of sound, then that's all coming, you know, from, from production, right. you know, and musicians <clears throat> playing over and over on these tracks and, or, or just loading the room with, you know, 30 musicians. But, um, I don't want to, I don't want to stack all my numbers up there. Cause in the end, I don't want the song, I want the song to be well-produced, but not overproduced. Oh yeah. And, but you know, the large, with the larger band, it, it's a little paradoxical cause you have more folks in the band, but also maybe more need for a producer mm -hmm. to balance all the different sounds. So you've had you've had to spend a lot of points because you easily could have said, I, "I don't need this. I don't need. I don't need. I'm not going to have any horn." I mean, there's three person bands, yep. right? Um, there's there's bands without drums. Yep. Um, I don't want to listen to that Me band neither. very often, <laughs> but uh, from time to time I will. All Those my, are like acapella groups mostly. I, ideally, what I'm going to need my producer to be is a really fine engineer. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, like record it right and get a good sound on it. But I, I'm not less gonna... the, the less than the creative driving Correct. force about. Right, here's how it's all going to come together yep. and work. Just you're, get you're it all on tape. More kind of like a jazz style of like, hey, we're all going to work this out, and you know, we gotta we gotta play well together. But you know, pun intended. Mm -hmm. And uh, but but we're not gonna. Uh, we're just you're going to know when it's time to 
back off a little bit. Yep. You're going to know when it's time to come in, and we're going to have enough songs that you get your time to shine, and I get my time to shine. And, and we'll tell stuff. the guy behind the glass, like, press press record. Press stop. You know? Yeah. The other nice thing is you, you don't have a key man problem. Mm-hmm. You started with a key man problem yeah. when you're like uh, the Rolling Stones or whatever, because if you got a 40 at anywhere, if that person, uh, yeah. re- once they realize a 40, and they will, yeah. <laughs> they will cause trouble within the band and look to exit. Your band is... My key man is on people. keys. You're going to lose... Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you're going to lose some of those people over time, but you're going to be like, look, I, I, I hate it that we lost our 10 yeah. you know, uh, lead guitarists, but... We can find some other ten lead guitarists. If my my lead singer goes prima donna on me, I say that's all right. We still got our bassist here, baby. Yeah, you know. And bass men don't bass men and bass women don't don't typically need the spotlight. That's right. They don't. They don't. Uh, no, they're not usually the one causing the huge no. stir. We don't. Take you a are going to have a break. few of those people hook up with each other in a way huh. that's going to. But I can't uh, account for that. It's good. Well, right. There's <laughs> going to be some exits and some entrances. <laughs> But you've got enough. You got enough stuff there. There's going to be like it's going to be fun because 30 years from now there are going to be debates about what was the best exact lineup that ever was, right? Because we lost the drummer, you know, in in 2021. But then uh, there was a great run from 23 to 24 when this person was in with that other person. Right. You know, it's going to be a good band. Rush, I I also have something where you have to put a little bit of a band together. Okay. So here's the situation: you are starting a band. Uh, you want to make great music, but you also want to sell a ton of records. Okay. So I'm going to give you eight positive qualities you might find in bandmates, yeah. and I want you to slot them in order of importance from one to eight. Okay. For no great reason, I'm going to give them to you one at a time, so you'll have to slot them blind without knowing what else is I coming. I much prefer that because I don't have a pen in front of me. Okay, great. Uh, Rush, um, intelligence. Where do you want to put that? One through eight. Seven. Okay. How about sense of humor? Okay, so the, these are qualities you might find in your bandmates. In my bandmates, yeah. oh, oh, but I, I'm just trying to make a great band, right? I'm not going touring. Trying to make I'm great, not, okay. trying to make great music, and you may have to tour in support of it. Uh, you want to sell a lot of records. But my so. main thing is, I want to sell records. I want to make a great. You'll spend you'll spend a decent amount of time with these people, though. Uh yeah, but I, I, I don't. Okay, you tell me if I if I get too far off the rails. But I'm going to say sense of humor doesn't much matter to making the great music. I'm going to put it at a six. Okay. How about technical technical musical talent? Two. Okay. Technical talent. Uh, kindness. Available. You have one, three, four, yeah, I, five, I and him, eight. Uh, give me five. All right. Have they have um have money and they're willing to spend it? Four. All right. Um, a sense of what's popular. Three. All right. So this is a big problem. I've uh-huh. I've I've done exactly what I didn't want to do. I've left myself one, <gasps> one and eight. eight. Business acumen. God dang it. <laughs> ah. Oh, I hate, I hate, I hate this. I hate this. I'm, I'm going to put it at eight, but I would definitely would have had it in some, some other stuff. But all I, right, there's so n- number one by default. Yeah, which I think I don't think is a bad number one. Is a strong knowledge of their voice and who they are. 
Okay, yeah. I, I, I think I would have probably put that one. Okay. I was waiting for something that was going to be like charisma, mm-hmm. creativity. Um, yeah. There were a few things that I need more in my band members. I will say, all right, so give me my list. I'm going to give you the list, and here's here's you can't rejigger so much, okay. but you can flip any two. And flip any two. You can flip right. any two. Um, so first was a voice, sense of their, strong knowledge of their voice. I'll and say I'm happy with are. my one and I my think two. That is. Yeah. And technical musical talents. I, I love where I am on one two. Number three is a sense of what's popular. I think I, I'm not too bad with that. Number four is money and willing to spend it. Okay. Number five is kindness. Number six is sense of humor. Number seven is intelligence. Yeah. And eight is business acumen. Okay. I mean, uh, it would be smart to switch intelligence and business. I mean, I have a bunch of dummies that don't know anything about business, Mm -hmm. but if I swap those two, I'm still in that same boat. You do have a guy who's got a lot of money and willing to spend it, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't know where to do it, but, but, you know, you you got some, you got some, if I could move any two. Yep. You can't. Uh, I would move uh, the business acumen up to what, what's my number four? Money and willing to spend it. Huh. Number five is kindness. See, I can't have kindness any lower because they already have no sense of humor. So, <laughs> so I can't be going around with a bunch of well, who, mean, I, dumb. I mean, whose fault is that? Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, intelligence. I mean, God, like. I don't think like the best bands are like the smartest people. No, you may have some real mean, dumb, uh, unfunny people. Yeah, in your band, but you may make great music. I don't know. Give. I'm gonna swap business acumen. Uh, for has money and is willing to spend it. Okay, so that goes to you're gonna find your nah, find your cash I, elsewhere. That, I, I'll be honest. I don't <laughs> totally understand that one because. If if you mean like do we, this person is just going to fund our band and be like an yeah, unlimited like, resource, I'll... okay, then I'm not moving that down. Okay, uh, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to move that up to number three, <laughs> and right. then number and four. Sense of what yeah. popular is uh, yeah. goes down. All right, yeah. great. No, great. If, if I you know like the Strokes, right? The Strokes are a bunch of like they had a bunch of rich parents, right? Who bought out like Madison Square Garden? Is that right? Yeah, basically to like I get no them, idea get them well known. I mean, and they're a good band. I mean, I enjoyed the strokes yeah. and everything, but uh, it's definitely true that you have a ton of great music out there that no one ever gets to hear, right. and probably one of the best ways to get it out there is just a ton of money. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought of, yeah, anyway. It was definitely uh, definitely a massive oversight, not, not having charisma. Or <laughs> what was the other one you I said? I liked creativity. I yeah. was looking for something like that, just like, because uh, I always think of you got your technical skill, right? Yep. And then you've got your your people that just connect to it somehow. And like, you know, um, I think I thought in some way of, of the, uh, part of that and like knowing your voice and who you are. Cause that, that seems like someone like Dylan, you know, who might not have had a, a, right. a lot of, uh, voice talent, you know, had technical, uh, ability to play the guitar, but just seemed to have a real sense of who he was and you know, what his voice was. Yeah. Like a, like you said, the, if you can find your voice and you know what you're all about, I mean, uh, U2 is one of the most successful bands ever. I don't think Bono is all that loaded with... I mean, obviously people would be like, U2 sucks. Mm-hmm. But we're over 40, so we come <laughs> from the time when U2 was well-regarded for decades. And I don't think his musical acumen um, was all that important. But he had a great guitar player yep. who could really who could really do it. And then a very strong bassist and a strong drummer. So you got to have that technical skill within there. I mean, when you think of the... 
like Hendrix and Prince and um like you said Robert Plant. Right. Uh certainly Zeppelin overall. I mean Zeppelin is is one of the best mixes ever of extreme skill with a rock solid this is our voice this is what yeah. we do. We we know exactly who we are and what we're going to Yeah, virtuosos in their talent at what they do at just about every position on the field. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean they got Bonham is like a 40 drummer, right? Yeah. The police, the police are a lot, a lot like that. Yeah, you know, um, super accomplished musicians in their fields. Very good. All right, do you want to do you want to not count that as one of yours and move to? <laughs> oh one? no, count it, okay. count it. All right. Okay, uh, this is uh, from a listener, uh, Nick, uh, and here here it is. So All he, right. here's the situation: you can you have a nine to five job? Okay. Okay. Uh, is this put on me by the eccentric, eccentric billionaire? Is this his cruelest, his cruelest twist yet? No, we're just starting with a somebody's got a nine oh. to five job. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just assume you've got oh, that. Gotcha. Okay. And <laughs> you have two options: maintain the status quo, or you can work holidays and weekends, meaning every bank holiday and every weekend day okay. for eighteen hours on those days, but you don't work any normal Monday through Friday. During the entire year, mm-hmm. which of those two do you prefer? Give me it. Give me the bank. Give me the holidays and holidays and weekends. Okay. Why? Um, it's so much, so much less, right? So much less. Um, do, do the hours? Do, do you have you? Did, did you do math on it? Do the hours come out anywhere? Yeah, about the same. About the same. Because you're doing seemingly. 18 hours every day. You work. I guess I. So you're 36 I mean, on the weekend. And I guess I should ask, like, what kind of job it is. Same like, job. Okay. I think I, I think I take the holidays and the and the weekends, and then okay. I thought for sure because nine, nine to five, you're doing forty, uh, and then you get you know two weeks off basically. Yeah. And then on this on the other one, you got the two weeks hard on <laughs> on the holidays, and then and then you're doing thirty six hours a week. So yeah. That, so it's interesting. So you you prefer. The kind of binge approach. I think so. For five off? Yeah. Yeah, you'd rather do two really hard on than, because, uh, you know, you're doing more than double what you do every day. Yeah. 18-hour day is rough. It, yeah, that would be incredibly, that would be incredibly long, but I have so much time to recoup and, and like, and it, and I don't, I don't have, I haven't had a nine to five in such a long time, so like my weekends aren't, pre- you know, like yeah. aren't necessarily precious but you lose christmas me. you don't get to hang out with your family on thanksgiving yeah, but but i can hang around hanging out with them like all week long well is the 24th a bank holiday probably not i right? don't think so no yeah so i guess you're doing okay there it, it stinks if christmas is on a monday yeah yeah you gotta, work, gonna, you gotta work three days in a row yeah, through christmas 50 54 54 hours, hours oh, yeah. every i mean you hate <laughs> I mean, everybody else gets those long weekends. You have the long work. I mean, oh, those are brutal. But, but my nine to five is at the nap factory. <laughs> yeah. Now, same job. Same job. Um, so then I was going to ask this one, but it's it's so obvious, but I'll, I'll use it to go to the next part of it, which is uh, take that down from 18 hours a day down to um, you work the same. You work nine to five on, on weekends and on holidays. So obviously you would choose that in a heartbeat. Yeah. over nine to five every day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think some people might say, oh, I just I, I don't want to miss the weekends and the holidays. That's when everybody else is out. I don't want to be countercyclical. But I think most people would agree with that. How much more would your uh, nine to five weekday job have to pay you before you would drop um, before you would choose that one over working nine to five on just holidays and weekends? So, uh, for instance, if it paid twice as much. Would you be willing to to go with the nine to five weekdays and um and not do that weekend thing instead, or would you be like, nope, twice enough is not enough? No, that that'd probably be enough. Okay, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not like entirely adverse to the idea of it, but just given the choice, I would take the other. They I don't think they'd have to incent, maybe even one and a half or whatever. Okay. I, I don't think the incentives would have to be huge to do the other. Do you do you have a sense? Would you because you're well? I mean, you're much closer to a nine to five than I am, but you're yeah. also much closer to like a nine to seven or a nine to eight than I am. Um, yeah, I mean, there's with travel. There's something attractive about. I mean, there's something. I remember one time uh, a guy that I worked with um, had a had a very odd uh, job where it was after the BP oil spill and. Uh, he had to go and stay on one of the rigs and wash pelicans. No, hmm. uh, so he had to go onto one of the rigs and kind of monitor stuff that was going on there, and which is kind of an odd job for a lawyer, but it was it was an odd mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, and it was basically like you bill like every hour that you're on the rig, so you you just crank a ton of hours, but it's brutal, right? <laughs> And so we would always talk about like, would you do three straight months on the rig if you didn't have to work the other nine? But you just got to do, you're living on the damn rig for three months. You got, you know, 14 hour days. You got no other life, right? Hot as hell there? Is it was that? Probably during the summer. I'm sure it's not great. Um, And so there was, there was part of me that's like, I could get into these sort of like binge Mm -hmm. fast type uh, approaches like, for work. It's like those dudes who go up to Alaska and like, you know, work in a cannery yeah. or on a tuna boat or something yeah. like that. And then like you work insane and dangerous for like two months. And then like, that's your, that's your nut for the rest of the yeah. year. Like it's like some people say about, you know, teachers, Oh, well you get the three months off. And I think that's generally unfair, but yeah. like it is, you know, some, if, if the teacher is just going to take those three months off, would you rather have that? Uh, cause you know, my brother's a teacher. He doesn't work nine to five. He works much longer uh, than that. Yeah. So, you know, is it worth it to get those couple months off versus just teaching and you change the whole schedule to say, we're going to do nine to five instead of his, whatever he does, nine to seven ish. And we're going to be steady all year round. Yeah. You know, which is better. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I could get talked into like, Certainly, if you doubled my salary and told me you got to work uh, the eighteen-hour weekend shifts and and the holidays, I'd be like, "Yeah, I think I think." Sorry, I can buddy, it. you're working President's Day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean that, but you, you you laugh, but they would come on the heels of a back-to-back eighteen-hour weekend day. Yikes! Yikes! Um, tail, which I had a hard time coming up with stuff for tail. Me too. It, it was me too. Um, it put me, I, I ran up by Beth and was like, Beth, what do you think of when he's, when you, I say tail? She's like, Oh, like what, like a rat tail in the eighties when people had rat tails. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I went with. Here's the situation. Have you ever been susceptible to a fad or trend? Um, or have you gone through what you would consider like 
it was a personal fad. It was a personal trend. I was doing this, uh, you know, irrespective of whether like the rest of the students in school were doing it. I had this, I had this phase where I did this or have you ever been susceptible to a fad or trend in, uh, in the larger sense? Yeah, <laughs> I have. I'll try to come up with a few like dumb decisions that I've done <laughs> like this. Uh, I've already talked about this, but one is for probably all of fourth and fifth grade, I wore mm-hmm. a tracksuit to school <laughs> yeah. every single day, <laughs> which which was not a school wide. Uh, I, yeah, I think the BC Boys had just <laughs> okay. maybe started, or maybe they hadn't. But there was something Run DMC, like Run DMC mm-hmm. had the tracksuits. I don't know, but I had tracksuits. It wasn't. Yeah, it certainly was more of a uh, one man fad. <laughs> um, I there was a brief time. Uh, where for some reason I bought like three or four shirts that were French cuff shirts. So I okay. had to wear the cuff links through the shirts. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was thinking on that one. Um, but it was at a time where those had, yeah. had gotten a little like bit I was like eight more. or nine uh, yeah, no, also. I was, I was eight or nine. Uh, but it was a time I think where those were a little more popular. But I mean, what a waste of extra effort mm-hmm. to like look showier than you should look anyway. That was that was a that was an odd decision. Um fads that I I mean gosh. I, I I'm sure there were some toys as a kid. I mean, I got really into micro machines for a while. Okay. I got into <laughs> uh there was a thing called Mask M A S K that was like a kind of a JV Transformers, but I loved them. It was like one vehicle that could change into a different vehicle. Um, but I guess like Transformers weren't, weren't really a fad, right? Like, I mean, shoot. I think they're, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess in some ways, I don't know what the difference is between something that's popular. And, yeah. I had a Tamagotchi. Guess, it's just the amount of time amount of time it lasts for. Yeah, I think so. That, that declares also, it a fad. But also or? things that like come from nowhere, mm-hmm. gain massive momentum, and then are gone before too long. That was one of the things I wanted to ask that was kind of in in the question but outside of the question what what do you think accounts for a fad is it because it I doesn't necessarily uh, seem like it's fundamentally not great idea okay that, that uh but, but who somehow time has come <laughs> yeah well it's just it's it's different at a time where people want something different like i you know the pizza companies how um for, for like Domino's or pizza Hut, prefer pizza Hut, Friend of the podcast, Artie Stars, president of Pizza Hut. Uh, yeah, so, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Um, so, you know, with but with the, with with pizza, I learned years ago, I heard it about Domino's. Pizza Hut would be above this anyway. But uh, at Domino's, they will, they will just introduce a new thing purely to introduce it. They don't care. They don't think anybody actually wants it or it's going to improve the pizza. But... They have to come up with a new promotion, a new thing, just to remind people, oh, yeah, let's order a pizza. We're doing something. And okay. so every time they would introduce something new, uh, they would get a spike, and then it would drop, and they would bring it back, and it would spike again, even though people didn't want it. You know? uh-huh. So so I think there's an aspect of that to it. But like, here, here's a good one for that. Reebok, I had the pump shoe. Okay, yep. Stupid idea, uh-huh. right? Like, Nike Air wasn't a stupid idea. Like, Nike Air was a way to get more and better cushion and is like kind of t- lasted, you know, past the test of time. But Reebok was like, aha, well, we can give you, we can make you feel that air, go right in with this pump system. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you need to do your own shoe? <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> but I, I bought a Reebok pump. Uh, and I was always like, 
you know, a little late to the fads because I didn't have like older brothers and sisters. And so I would notice something was cool. (laughs) And then I would go to my mom and dad and my dad's reaction was my dad did not like to spend money on anything. So he'd be like, nope. And then I would like slowly (laughs) wear them down over time. Like I went to the perfect example is we went to Disney World when I was 13. That was the first Disney World trip for my family. Right at the at the point where I was like, I don't care anymore. I don't want to go. It's <laughs> no longer. This is not go. cool. You know. But uh, we we were kind of like we're that going to Disney things. World. No. So when I got my Reebok pumps. Like, oh right, and you were in Georgia. Yeah, people. Had you had, weren't all that far away. Every kid in my class had been to Disney World before I had more or less. Um, but I had a Tamagotchi. You know those like uh, pet things, okay. those little electronic pets. Um. I mean, I, I, I'm older than you, but like when I was here, here's, here, this is part of what it was like, what accounts for this as a fad that designer jeans were really, were really hot. Jordash was really hot. And they had these Jordash bags that were basically just a leather pouch with a string. It was, okay. you know, and women would attach like there were roach clips with just like a leather strap on it and maybe some feathers and a couple of beads. And okay. you'd attach that to the strap of your like Jordash bag. Like, yeah, what the hell is this? Why is this? And, you know, like, and how long is this going to last? Because this certainly isn't, you know, forever. And I I don't know, like, what the public or what, uh, you know, a kid was saying, like, man, I, uh, they've recognized my desire to have a roach clip with a leather strap and some feathers and, and a couple of beads yeah. on it. I know? think that's like, a great point on the fads, right? It's, they have to be like kind of nonsensical, but uh, because other people do them, like a pet rock, of course, right? perfect example of socks with individual toe hole with individual yeah. toe parts for but, uh, it, like. pet rock is a horrible idea mm-hmm. doesn't you know and it's just stupid but then it's like oh no but we made it happen somehow yeah. some way we got into the zeitgeist enough people did it the cool kids had it i mean fashion is is easily the best thing to look at yeah. right because you'll go back and say uh i mean all this sort of stuff i mean people would wear like those uh ra- uh Glow rods and uh-huh. slap bracelets yep. and jelly shoes. And in college, I was wearing three jeans three, intentionally with holes in them. Yeah, like, what pur- in the world? purposely on, you know, from the day you bought them. Um, oh, pattern jeans were like really popular when I was plaid pattern jeans. And I wore yeah. like a lot of freaking um, three weave leather suspenders. Yeah. Um, Suspenders that match the tie, heavy floral pattern suspenders that exactly the same pattern as the tie. Like Terrible. I wore a lot of suspenders. Did you really? Oh yeah. Wow. What was the age range for the suspender years? Ooh, that would have been like eighty nine to ninety two. Oh my god. There were um like you were Hawaiian shirts were in the in the rotation. Um, You're at Syracuse with. Oh yeah, with, with suspenders and matching ties. Yeah, drawstring pants, heavily patterned drawstring <laughs> pants. Like, oh yeah, uh, argyle socks. My high school friends that listen to this are probably laughing and thinking you haven't mentioned. I I got in <laughs> for a while. I was you know a runner in high school, and I would uh, I I bought several pairs of those pants with spandex already built into them. Okay, remember yeah. spandex became a thing. But I had <laughs> I had one pair of shorts. It was like Buffalo Bills, blue and white, and then underneath in the opposite color, oh, the white yeah, and the blue. There you go. And I had the Zubaz. <laughs> I had I had everything you could have. All the worst stuff that I had as a kid was Buffalo, because I loved, loved, loved the Buffalo Bills as a kid for some reason. And 
I mean, I wasn't from Buffalo. My dad's mm-hmm. a sports agent. He didn't ever had a player on <laughs> Buffalo. He had a big time player for Dallas Cowboys, and and we went to the Super Bowl where Dallas Versus played against Buffalo. Buffalo. And he's like, "You cannot wear a, a, any Buffalo clothing." And I'm like, "All right, you know, but why? I should be." I'm like, "Too stupid to just be like, yeah, yeah." yeah. I mean, this is my, our family's livelihood. And and um, but actually, even part of what put me on this on this question to begin with is I think of you and I as fairly fad proof that we're yeah. pretty much down the middle, you know, um, dress wise. And, and you know, like I wear this uh, basically the same exact clothes I've worn for the last twenty five years. Yeah. But it's but I as then as I thought about, it, I was like, no, wait a minute, dude, you were wearing banded collars for no good reason. Yeah. But part of it is, um, I think confidence with yourself, right? Over time. Um, I feel like, uh, clothing wise, you know, most people as they get older, are like, look, stick with the basics, like yeah. whatever works with you is comfortable for Never you. Never be wrong with a white button down and a pair of jeans. <laughs> right. So when you got to look good, you know, you wear a suit or, uh, a, you know, a white button down shirt right. or blue shirt or whatever. And when you want to, <clears throat> when you want to be comfortable, you wear some jeans, you wear some sweaters, you know, um, but when you're younger, you're, you're trying harder on yeah. all this stuff all the right. time. So you're more fad susceptible on that stuff. But I am, you know, I'll try anything once on a game. So if there's anything <laughs> that becomes popular with a new type of game or whatever, I'll buy it, you know, I'll yeah. give it a go. If there's a, you know, I I have a VR headset for my right. uh computer, you know, I I I don't have one for like a PlayStation, but you know, I if I was really into PlayStation like I used to be, I'd I'd have one for yeah. sure, so I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not immune. <laughs> all righty. Okay. So I I don't know The Handmaid's Tale all that well, TJ, because I read the book mm-hmm. and en- and I uh, enjoyed it. To the wrong. I mean, I guess enjoyed it, right? I yeah. mean, it, but it's it's, it's tough. rough. It's a, yeah, it's rough. And then I'm like a few other people with The Handmaid's Tale, where I'm like, I I, I don't need. I I just don't need like a dystopian horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, future show to watch right now. Yeah. Like I have enough. There's enough negative stuff that I'm prefer to. You know, I have not be, seen be more escapist in my TV than like oh yeah dystopia. However, um, I was talking with a friend of mine about it, and you know, just making sure I kind of remembered w- what the basic story was and so forth and so on. And uh, so it made me think of uh, this one. So. Um, Here's the situation. <laughs> you are a commander like the commanders in Handmaid's Tale. Okay. So you have a uh, a grip over uh, all of the population, but it ultimately is you know somewhat tenuous because they outnumber you, but you are a totalitarian okay. autocrat, uh, just a terrible evil person, right? All who right. is uh, who who is you know, like the commanders in, in the handmaid's tale, if that, if you generally know who they are, uh, and you are assigned with the following task, which is the people. If we don't give the people anything for enjoyment, it doesn't work because Mm -hmm. they, they slip, they mire into despair and they're more likely to revolt and so forth and so on. So we want you to give them the least you can that it's going to keep them just happy enough to not go sideways on us, 
But you got to be very careful. The whole idea of this is not to give them a great time, but is to make sure that we can still control them. But what would be, what do you, what do you give them that you think would give people enough happiness to be able to make it through that just horrific, horrific scenario that they're in, but that isn't going to be something that's going to go outside of your control? Pac-Man. You're going to just have like Pac-Man tournaments? <laughs> I'll give them Pac-Man. I'll give them the the old 80s like arc. I'll, wow. I'll give them Pac-Man, Galaga, Asteroids, Joust. So like I'm already seeing the Black Mirror episode, right? Where those become critically important <laughs> to social life and social status. Almost like being an 80s teenager. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I because I don't want to give them if I if I have the 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 I haven't seen I, I read Handmaid's Tale a long time ago probably you know ninety ninety one or something and I haven't watched it um, but my guess is I don't want to give people I don't want people to get any big ideas yeah and books would give them ideas you know oh, anything sure challenging books, yeah. like music even like could inspire give them freedom or something but like Pac Man's like set board. You're never going to get out of it alive. Right. Ever. Um, you know, ghosts will always win. That it keeps you kind of in 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 a box. But, you know, forever, you know, kids, you know, we found him, you know, entertaining enough to keep going back and pumping quarters right. and shit into it. Because when we were talking about it, I was like, well, you could give them like gladiatorial arenas because you demonstrate that you still have control over the people uh-huh. by... But but my friend Steve was like, no, you don't want people to get in groups that large. And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. That's right. You don't. And so then music could work. But if, if it's like, and I think this is a Black Mirror episode, if you have music, but that music is like piped in or you can only watch it on TV, you can't celebrate it with other people, uh-huh. but you can go and like in your like little kind of prison cell type uh, setup that you have, you can... You know, you have five songs. It's kind of like what you did, right? Where you give them, you give them three or four video games, and you just say, "Yeah, look, you got you can play Pac Man four hours a day." Yeah, and that's your that's your way to escape. So you think that's enough that they won't drop into complete despair? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, there's a bone throw. It's it's you know, yeah, it's it's, it's something, throw. and maybe you know, if people start to get discontent, then I'll give them another. You know, then you can have millipede or something at some point, <laughs> yeah, right? And, uh, you know, keep them an Atari twenty six hundred, just <laughs> with those kind of mediocre games. And they're they're all games are like you don't you never get out alive. Are people allowed to play each? Other? Yeah, yeah. You right? know, like you always will eventually. You know, the Space Invaders will always eventually get to the bottom. Right. The centipede or whatever gets to the bottom. Pac Man gets eaten by the ghost. You never, you know, there's no completion. There's no end. It's, yeah, you just go until you die. And then when somebody gets to the break screen in Pac-Man, right, because that's how, um, or Donkey Kong or whatever, uh-huh. they, a lot of them have, if you go too far, the game just malfunctions. And I think, I can't remember, you, I'm sure you saw that incredibly great documentary, the uh, King of Kong, King or, of Kong, mm-hmm. right, which, but I can't remember the terminology from it. What, what a great movie. I mean, everybody knows about it, but if you have not seen that, see it. <laughs> I mean, I remember King of Kong elicited more emotion from me <laughs> than any than any cinema did for probably a year before or after and that year of King of Kong. I the villains and heroes in there, I mean I was like I think I cried like out of happiness at one point and I was shaking my fists at the TV <laughs> at one point. 
They just, <laughs> what a what an amazing true life like hero and villain story. Uh, are you ready for a new one, my I friend? Am, I am. All right. So the nugget of this is offered by a friend of the podcast, Kevin McTeague, Great. a friend of the podcast, but also friend, your friend, and, oh, yeah. and formerly not formerly a friend, but I just don't see him so much anymore. But um, uh, we were friends, um, and so he thought of this after I mentioned my mom's maiden name, Kennedy. And which put him in mind of uh, Kennedy hair, the phrase he had Kennedy hair. I don't know okay. if you ever heard that. Yeah, sure. If not, I'll, I can explain it. And for our, for our listeners, why don't I? There was a phrase called Kennedy hair, which was like John F. Kennedy. Um, actually, hat makers and hat sellers blamed John F. Kennedy for a huge drop in hat sales and stuff. Because he wouldn't wear them because his hair was so good. Too good. People loved looking at his hair, and he, he probably liked it too. And so it came to be known as, you know, the guy has Kennedy hair, you know. Sure. Um, and so here's the situation, Rush. If you are going to become known, you are going to become known for an attribute. Yeah. It's uh, it will become come to be known as the he has howl something. Oh god. Um. So what would you like that to be? And then if that's different, what do you think is the most likely thing it would be? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... I've always wanted a really strong chin. I've never had a strong chin. If if there could be a Jagodowski thing, I think like he had Jagodowski chin. My, I think more likely they'd be like, oh, he had that Jagodowski hairline where <laughs> just- <laughs> got it. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'd love it to be like Howell Hops, right? Like, yeah, that guy, <laughs> what an off. athlete, you know, can just get right out of the gym. dunk on a 12 foot rim. Yeah, Howell Speed, <laughs> some sort of like, you know, athletic uh, prowess. Um, Ah, there would be so many that would be nice to have. I mean, hair would be, there's not many things that would be greater than to just have, like, hair that's so good that it's, like, known, what, 60 years after your death <laughs> as uh, one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest types hey, of hair. Hey, it's probably, his His is probably still growing, too. Yeah, probably, you know, you know he's, he's probably rubbing still it got in Kennedy hair, yeah. This, you know, um, yeah, I, I would think, uh, you know. Like Howell calves would be nice to even even be known for something a little weird like that, but it's like yeah, that guy's got great calves. Would like, they be like long and cut yeah, or really like well shaped? Okay, really yeah, well shaped. I don't know exactly, but I'm just picking like weird stuff. You know how how back that guy? He's got great posture. Looks like his front. It was so nice. It looked like his front. Yeah, but in terms he had of backpacks, in terms of what it would really be. Yikes! And this is—it's got to be a physical trait mm, or an attribute. Uh, you can, you can, you can pick. Mm, what would it really be? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like a howl yo-yo ability to quickly lose and gain weight. Uh, <laughs> we've already talked about my. Uh, Pulling a howl or whatever. Oh, right. Blowing the Masters on Thursday. Yeah, blowing the Masters on Thursday. <laughs> that, what did that end up being? I forget the howl. Po- it wasn't the howl postulate. It was the it was howl. It was of, like the howl. howl effect. It was. Uh, oh, it was, it was like the howl um, misstep or the howl cliff or the howl. Yeah. It was something I think you could fall off of or yeah. something like that. I, don't, I, I wish I I, I, know, I don't remember, but it was yeah. It was basically like the it was the howl dilemma or howl like. Downfall or Downfall something. I think it had something, something like, like that. that to it. Yeah. Did we ever? Did we talk about my friend the Dewey dichotomy? I don't think. So. I don't think I have, so. I have a friend who, uh, <laughs> who we used to say had the Dewey dichotomy <laughs> because uh, he could drink like a lot of beer and be totally fine, 
and just really have his, you know, have his, his shit together. And then he would have like two mixed drinks and you'd be picking him up off the floor. <laughs> You're like, what is the matter with this? He's lost his mind. And it was the Dewey dichotomy. He just, he was somehow, he was, at, at, during those days, those were college days, he was built for beer and not for, uh, not for liquor. Ah, so, all right, I have to do the thing that it would really be. Um, I don't know, maybe like the Howell dry sense of humor. Okay, great. He has howl. He's got howl humor. Yeah, howl yeah. Humor. Dry as a bone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Kevin, Kevin McTeague. McTeague. Uh, okay. For well, my Lauren next one, is back to the top. Is sure, that right? Okay, sure, that's fine. Great. Um, for my next one, uh, this is off of tail and the pun to tail, or handmade tail, I guess. But uh, you, here's the situation. TJ, you're on a game show. I'm about to be on a game show. You're on a game show called Homophones 2. <laughs> okay. And homophones, for those who don't know, a homonym is a word like uh, uh, bass that can be said bass or bass with the same spelling. A homophone are two different words that sound the same but are spelled differently. All right. And the beauty of homophones 2 is you don't know <laughs> if it's the second one or if it's just an addition because no one will ever spell 2 after homophones. <laughs> I mean, it could even be homophones to somebody, <laughs> T.O. style. Uh, and so the way homophones uh, works is it's less of a game show and more of just kind of a people want to get to know you. Okay, you know, During your round, and and they decide uh, based on you versus some other contestant. We're not going to hear from the other contestant, but whether whether who does a better job on saying, all you got to do is tell me which of these two homophones you like better. Okay. And wonderful. why. You got to give a better and a quick why. Great. That's all you got to do. Can do. Okay. And the first one comes from this week's theme. Do you prefer tail, T-A-I-L, tails, yeah. or tails, T-A-L-E-S, stories versus like the appendage T-A-L-E-S, on animals? T-A-L-E-S. You like man. a story. Oh, there's How so come? many. There's, there's, there's millions and millions of them. Libraries are full of them. And as yeah. much as I like as much as I like animals, the endless possibilities of tales told and yeah. untold so far is it's too uh, too too uh, um, uh, too wide to uh, ignore. Yeah, and uh, you know, and and you're not a terrible guy who's like, oh, I love tail. And, oh like, no, you do no, it in the no, chasing tail way. No. Okay, uh, what do you prefer? What's more important to your life? Yeah, flour, F L O U R, the baking mm. uh, good, or flour, the uh, the plant. O U R. The baking, the yeah. baking good. Two yes. important ones. Two, both great. They they really are. I got no problems with with either of them. Although if I if I plant outside, I'm usually planting a veggie uh, as opposed to a to a flower. And with my affinity for baking and baked goods, F L O U R. No doubt for you. How about what? How here, we're still on homophones too. <laughs> Tell me about knights versus knights through either the old soldiers or the time after no day. No K, no K knights, no like, K knights. I like them so much. I have one every at the end of every day. Well, right, but you don't. You know, you have to. But do you, do you like the knights? It's, Some people are I do. afraid it's of the knights. It's Some been the part like of the day I've always enjoyed the most. I, okay, I, you like I consider the, myself a night person. I feel feel energetic, oftentimes more energetic at night than I was all during that day. Yeah, you got the night moves. Mm-hmm. I like the quiet. I like the moon. You prefer night moves, the song, or night moves, the L-shaped move a chess piece is allowed to go? Bob Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band's night moves. Okay. Uh, Do you prefer sales, where you can get goods cheaper than normal, or Hmm. do you prefer sales, the, uh, the, the, the... 
aspect of a boat that allows it to catch wind and move forward. I don't do much shopping, but I barf on the water. So I'm going to say S-A-L-E-S. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you prefer to brakes, meaning like the things that are going to keep your car from careening uh, off the road, or brakes, getting to take uh, a few minutes those off? all the brakes. <laughs> B-R-E-A-K-S. Ooh. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about it. Do you prefer taking some time off or catching a lucky event? <laughs> or what? Catching a lucky Oh, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Uh, time off. I love, I love, I love a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of time off. Because when they're singing, those are the brakes, yeah, they're not talking think, about taking yeah. time off. No, it's more as how the cookie is crumbling, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that song. I didn't come to that song until fairly late in life, and it really cracked me up. Uh, do you prefer arcs, uh, like uh, what Noah put hit all the animals on? Oh. Or are you like an arc, like uh, you know, like a story arc, or just uh, oh yeah, you know? the smooth, the smooth rise and then fall of a of a nice ARC. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, McDowell's has got the golden <laughs> arcs, right? Uh, you you prefer uh, borders, the. Uh, uh, the, the 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 sometimes invisible line between uh, different geographical areas. Yep, as opposed to someone living in my house or yes. whatever. Yes. Oh, so no you, way. You no do way. need the Third Amendment. <laughs> going back to our last, uh, going back to our last <laughs> podcast. Uh, you like? Do you like bass? Uh, mm-hmm. Meaning your clearly uh, your guitar man For, or do you, twenty points more? Twenty points worth. Or do you prefer uh, like a place where non acids? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got that one. We also got you. You pick your favorite of all of them. You also got a place that's safe in a game of tag. You got a military. Uh, I love three of them on my ball on my ball fields. But uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the the two S base. B a s s base. Okay. Do you prefer uh, ceiling, meaning not a floor, or ceiling, the uh, the act of putting uh, sealant into some sort of crack? No. Now, this is one to think about. Oh, ceiling versus ceiling. Which one has, for you, in your opinion, the higher ceiling? Mm-hmm. Ceiling or ceiling? As a, as a first-time homeowner, you know, this, yeah. or actually, I guess this is the second, um, the first was a condo. I feel more responsible. This is actually like a house, a home. Okay. I have concerns about both, you know, sure. um, this, the, the under basement beneath this floor was sealed against water, uh, water coming in. And yet we've had problems with our, with our ceilings. I'm going to go S E A L I N G. Okay. All right. Just a couple more here on. All right. Let's get back too. to the, the up energy. I don't right. want to think too much about them. Uh, we got scents. You like uh, getting a bunch of uh, you coin, know, baby coins, coin, or you like different smells. Coin. All right. You take the scents over over scents. If you can only have one of those scents removed, you 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 lose the ability to smell versus the ability to have some change. God, I need my coin. I love change. Okay, and we're gonna finish on cannon. Cannons, meaning the uh, the things that fire mm-hmm. cannonballs, or cannons like uh, for the saints and so forth. Cannons, ca- canonical. I'm going to go canonical cannons. Canonical. One N, one N. Well, or, well, two ends, but not together. All right, you did a great job on Thanks, homophones buddy. too. Rush, I, I have we a situation look forward to for seeing you. you back on homophones <laughs> too. I have a situation for you, which is uh, the one we started with, which yes. is here's the situation, Rush. I love it. You find yourself on a game show, All right. Band on the Run. It's a game show that asks questions about fictional bands and songs in a speed round format. I'm going to ask you ten questions in two minutes oh. about fictional. Music. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, Rush. What was Mud and Bacon's biggest hit? 
Uh, sandwich. Individually, they were known as Josh, Lenny, Titus, Marty, and Boz. But as a group, they were called... LMTB. <laughs> Finish the lyric, Rush. Yeah. Babies always be sucking on toes, but my baby likes how the honey flows. You gotta get yourself a... Brand new nose. All right, Rush. Number four, I'll give you three songs and you tell me what album they were on. Yes. Genuflection, Mrs. Daughter, You've Got a Lovely Brown, and Milk Barf. Ooh, uh, that's on Lunch Gone Wrong. All right, Rush. Question five, what was Face Turnaby's primary instrument? Uh, he played the triangle. Uh, Paint by Numbers released only three studio albums. I'll name them. Oh, you put them no, in chronological no, order. I can't. I'm never. Here are the three albums. One equals red, two equals blue, three equals yellow. Yeah. Well, that's right. That I do. Uh, uh, two equals red came out first, and then they went to three equals yellow, and then they later did the prequel, <laughs> one equals blue. Close enough. Uh, oh, number seven. Originally, they were called Josh and Gordon. They later came to be known as... Uh, <laughs> Des Bryant. All right, number eight. Finish the quote uh, by music critic Simon Durst. If Miles was the bread and Coltrane was the meat, then Calvin Dodge was the... (laughs) Sorry, I I can't get it one more time. Sure. If Miles was the bread and Coltrane was the meat, then Calvin Dodge was the... (laughs) The workers' food strike that shut everybody down. (laughs) Correct. Number nine, That Cat is a Real Dog was the only hit song from what movie soundtrack? Uh, uh, Animal, uh, oh, God, it's not Animal Planet. It's not, it's Animal, uh, God dang it. Fifteen seconds. Uh, Oh, uh, Animal Kingdom, nope, that's not it either. It was, uh, oh, Animal Bananimal. That's nine out of ten. Now ten out of here's your tenth question, Rush. Yeah. Another complete this lyric. Yes. Sugar bomb, red coat, Lizzie Borden's home, ice cap, Lewis Gates. <laughs> Billy Joel's gonna sue. <laughs> ten out of ten. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that. That, that was, was banned on the. Songs. That was banned on the run. That was banned on the run. Good uh, job, pal. You know, I for think, a guy who doesn't know, I think low, I got what two of them right. I, I, th- I think more. I, I we'll have to check with judges. I think you got more right okay. than wrong. Oh, for man. a guy who doesn't know a lot about music, you know a ton about fictional. Music. I do, I do, I do. Uh, LMDB, <laughs> one of my favorite bands, or LMDK or whatever it was. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, one. individually, individually, they were uh, Lenny, Josh, Lenny, Titus, Marty, and Boz. You know. Oh shoot! I missed a letter. No, they just—they didn't stand for their names. Oh, it didn't. No, it was like let's to you know let's take yeah. It was it, it stood for something else. I never knew. I loved their. I mean, oh. I went to a concert when I was eight. <laughs> oh, good for you. They were like, they were <laughs> they were if the monkeys, uh, had had you know five more years of a good run, they would have been those dudes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's where they got to. Hey, um, put me on the game show. Who uh, who helped uh, who helped make this show? Yeah. I'll... Hey. All right. Uh, TJ, you yeah. are on uh, the game show. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So uh, we got to start out with uh, name a producer Nate you'd DeFort. like to thank. Nate DeFord. Uh, I'd like to thank. I'd like you to come up with someone who did some artwork at some point in time and thank them. Emily Cardamus. All right. And I'd like you to thank someone that did music for a podcast. Oh, music, music, music. This podcast. Julie Nichols. Okay. And uh, I want you to think just like a large group of people. Pick any large group of people you want. Um, listeners. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners to all podcasts. Sure. That's great. Just thank them all. And any other thanks you'd like to give? Uh, no. I have no other thanks. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Well done. You went four for, or five <laughs> for five great. on that one. So thank you, and I will thank you uh, for listening uh, to this, and see you next time. <laughs>